hit that bad boy. That's gonna be the first words in the podcast. Welcome to episode six, folks. It's just Kirt Singh here. Joining me this week is Sukneet, Amanjit, and DK, like always. So let's get right into this. Uh, let's get start with the update on our buddies bike club. So last week, uh, all four of us we got together in Calden to bike from Airport Road all the way to the Badlands. So the Badlands kind of like this uh, natural landmark, you could say, up uh, in past Calden. And it kind of looks like Mars. It's a natural site, really beautiful place to check out. And uh, it was a pretty fun uh, ride. It's pretty flat. The end was pretty uh, steep, kind of a climb up there. But coming down uh, was actually pretty exciting. I think we hit up to 60 kilometers per hour. Now, when while we were at the Badlands, uh, we got into a little bit of trouble. Just a little. As you know, batter boys at the Badlands. Bad yeah, boys you know, at the Badlands. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got pretty hectic. It got really, really. Hey, you want to tell the story just here? How how hectic it got? Yeah. So when we got there, we we trekked. I think it would have been uh, would have been about thirteen, fourteen kilometers one way there, right? So especially the last little stretch, there was a lot of climbing. It was some steep hills. The Mata the Except for the, the the very little end, like there was this little nice little valley. So that that, that was actually really. You, fun. What do you mean you were south? Huh? You you were you were off the cycle the second you saw a little steep climb, buddy. South, I like that. Let me tell you guys a story about DK and Jaskirat on this ride. So both of them, they probably weigh combined two hundred pounds. I might be over exaggerating that, but and that's that's they, no exaggeration. They they are very lightweight, so they sh- they have the ideal body for biking. But apparently they don't have the hardware inside, which is, which is like a biking hardware. So they, they were really struggling. Me and Sukhneet were waiting for them at every stop. So every single stop, we would wait for them 10, 15 minutes. And we, we're the heavy ones. We're over 200 pounds and we're waiting for them. <clears throat> we're waiting for them every single stop. Once we're once we're close to approaching it, DK is like dying. DK has asthma, which is like understandable. He he was still he, trying though. He he was, he was still, still on his bike. He was on but his like, bike. He he has asthma, but like it's, sometimes it's a little like I don't know. Is he just weak or does he? Have no no asthma? no. D- DK DK was giving it all. I can attest to that. He didn't get off his bike once when it came to that climb. But my boy just skewered over here. As soon as he saw that a clad go above a centimeter, he's like nah nah nah. They say my cup of tea. I ain't trying to push myself because that'd be unreasonable. So my boy got off his bike and he just started walking with it. And like, he didn't even give it a second thought that, you know what, maybe I'll push myself and try to climb this hill. But nah, nah, he was off that. He was off that nah, shit th- There was a little stretch. I think there was a one hill I, j- I jogged up that. You didn't jog up anything, man. <laughs> you you weren't looking back. I was jogging. As, as, there was those gore on the side. For those of you guys that work out, you might be familiar with something called RPE, Rate of Perceived Exertion. So the, the list starts off at six. Just Kirith never goes above like four. No, he, he's, he's part of the cruisers. He loves cruising. Like, Man, when, when, just... when it comes to biking, yeah, I, I am a cruiser. But sometimes you got to like fly. Like, sometimes you got to like, you know, you got to give her. It, pretty much. You got to give her. When it's downhill, I, I love flying. Because you don't got to work. Like that's like... If, if it's an 80 zone, you're that one guy that goes 50 in an 80 zone and everyone's honking at you. Even no, though you're no, capable no, 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 of no, going no, 80. No, no. You're capable of going 80, but you choose for some reason. I don't know what reason to go 50. Save gas, fuel economy. I have no idea. No idea. Let, let's get back to the story. 
So the whole time, uh, just going back, DK is saying, I hate you guys. I don't want to do this anymore. And we have to tell him like every single time we're almost there. We're almost there. We have to motivate and, him. And then we have to make him deals and stuff. So I brought like these like pinia with me and these laddu with me. So like when I, when I got to the halfway point, I could have one, just, just some carbs to fuel up. And then I was like, no, DK needs this more. So I gave him one. And then Sukhneet's like, when we get to the end, I'll give you my vitamin water. Which like for those of you that know, vitamin water is like $3 a bottle. Sukhneet's like, okay. I got it free. But I, I was looking forward to drinking it. I was really pumped. But, and then as soon as we got to the Badlands, DK's like, where's my vitamin water? No, but right when I said I'll give you vitamin water, he was pumped. He's like, you'll give me a vitamin yeah. water? He's like, oh, damn. Then I'm cute of this asthma. I'm going to be good to go. DK reminds me of like my little nephew where you have to like keep convincing him of little like little things and mean like, hey, if you do this, let's we'll do this. And then like you have to just keep giving him little motivations. But on the way back, I knew once we get to the halfway point, he has to ha- haul his ass back. So he has to get to the car. After that, I stopped caring about him. He did haul ass though. He DK gave it his all. I'll, I'll give you that DK. You gave everything you had and that's all you can do. I don't have much. That's the problem. But you still gave it. You still gave everything. And also that was the first time I had a bit one water as well. So, yes, I was really pumped for that. So once we got to the Badlands, uh, so we we went 13 kilometers. That last, last little stretch was hectic. It's about 700 meters in incline. That's so pretty that's, yeah. that's pretty crazy. Yeah, while we were actually getting there, there was, there was actually a lot of Punjabis that we saw on the road. Uh, one car actually drove by yelling at Jakarta as well. The locals were pretty pumped to see us. And once we were there then, so it turned out to be closed. So we were pretty uh, sad, like pretty disappointed. Like, you know, they and so we thought and uh, I I went down the hill a little bit to check it out from a different angle. And then Sukhneet and Amanjeet uh, jumped the fence to get in. DK sat on the side on the curb. And I had a photo of my truck. I didn't know where the truck was. And as soon as I turn over, it's uh, Sukhneet and Amanjeet. They're coming back this way. And it was actually a security guard. It was one of those uh, conservation officers that came to stop us. And Sukhneet and Amanji come over. This guy pulls out his notepad. He's like, what are you guys doing? And uh, you guys know it's a 700, I think it was an $800 fine, actually. He's like, yeah, yeah it's $800. $800 fine to trespass into like these uh, one of these natural uh, conservation parks. Because and of the, coronavirus. Yeah, and the way it seemed like in the moment was like, okay, this guy's going to give a $800 fine to like each of them, right? And uh, he's just really serious, really quiet for a little while. And then he then then he kind of opens up and he's kind of like, yeah, you know what, guys, I'll give you, he asked for ID and everything. And then he's like, you know what, I'll give you a warning this time to one of you. But uh, next time, just be a little careful. He's like, usually our ticket is uh, 80 bucks, but uh, right now it's 800 bucks. I, I thought it was a done deal when he came out and just by the look on his face and we kind of tried talking a little bit and I was like, man, I was just ready to take the ticket. I was like, there's no point of fighting this guy. You got to treat like people in like those positions with respect. Like anyone you come across, you just got to treat them with respect and hope for the best. And most of the time, if you treat them nicely, you get a pretty good deal. So we we were in the wrong. Every time I've been there, I've probably been there a few times. I have trespassed. Uh, hope they're not listening, but I have trespassed. And this was the first time someone actually 
like came and we did see the truck on our way there and we were like oh this guy's probably out to get people today but yeah we just wanted to get a good view we do have a good view we'll post it on the page i got a good uh, video of the the landscape usually i actually hop the fence and then hop the other fence and i actually go into the place so it's like pretty cool to walk around on you're not allowed to walk on it but it's uh it's something to see. And then your feet like get like all red, like kind of like you're are, on Mars. Are you like allowed to say that? That like you walked on the Badlands? Like, <laughs> I've done it a few times, so I guess I have. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, the cops aren't going to come after us. No. The one, Maybe the, the conservation officer. Co- only the after Manji. The cops don't listen to this. But if we didn't have bikes, we could have just ran away. Unless we like, uh, like post and tag the Badlands and then they watch our video. <laughs> yeah. That's the way to get caught. And the ranger, park ranger, whatever. Yeah. Whatever the ranger, he was, he was really nice. We should have got him to take a picture of us. I also could have gave him like any name, right? But I gave him my real name and my real address. It's not like should've he was going to check. Like... Could have gave him, gave him any name. Should I give just Kiritz? I would have done it. Give him Dilkar and Boprai. I don't have his address or memorized though. But on the on the way down, we were speeding though in a 50 zone. So like just yeah. said, we hit 60, 65. So I guess we could have got two tickets that day. One for speeding. And one for trespassing. I literally put my uh, brake on the whole time and we were still like flying. I was like, I was a little scared, to be honest. I just wanted to fly. I didn't even touch my brake. I was like, I'm going to just go. I'm going to just go where it takes me. It was fun though. Like, I kind of want to go faster, but my, I don't know, my bike brakes aren't really the best. So I don't think I'd want to go over 60 until my new bike comes in. Maybe that, then, then I'll, then I'll fly. That's like the, what made it made it the climb worth it, right? On the way 100%. back, we just went flying. All that work just for those few moments. You you didn't work for anything, man. You walked up that. What are you talking about? <laughs> I saw you like dilly-dallying along. Like, <laughs> I was looking back. I was, like, I was like huffing and puffing. And you were like almost keeping pace with us. on Like when, when we were on a bike and just walking. Like this shit ain't fair. Like he should have nah, I jogged, man. I told you. You did it. I haven't seen you jog in like 12 years. And only see We should start doing hill sprints weekly. To get our just Or just go be nowhere to be found. Yeah. Same. Nah. I'll do a hill but, walk. I don't but like, that. honestly, we should, we should get into good conditioning. Like good conditioning is important. Like what if someone like start beating you up and start kicking your ass? Like you couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. I'm not the body. I'm not the atma. That doesn't, it doesn't work. I'm the seer. I'm just watching this guys. When, when buddy's about to beat you up or kidnap you or whatever, he'd be like, just say that to him. And he'll be like, oh, for sure, dude. For sure, man. I'll just leave you right alone there, brother. I'll just, I'll leave you alone. Let me know how it works out for you. That's exactly how it works out. Come on. No, sometimes you got to take matters into your own hands, DK. You should know this. There's a famous quote. It says that fatigue makes cowards of us all. So you got to work what? on that condition. Say that again? Fatigue makes cowards of us all. That's it, Galia. Like, it's like in that moment where you're huffing and puffing. You're trying to climb the hill. You're tired, whether you're weightlifting, whether you're the biking, house down. whether you're jogging, whether you're swimming. You just want to quit. You just want to be done with it. But that's when you found, find out what you're made of yeah that's that mental toughness you know 100 percent. and like like playing like playing sports and football like that's something now that i'm done i don't get that anymore and in situations like that you kind of like sim- st- simulate that feeling and that's pretty sick feeling honestly it wasn't a hard ride to be honest not at all man it was flat most of the way like i've been on harder ones but like that was that was pretty fun it was just the end that was the but thing is like coming down the hill was 100 percent worth that and it, it could have been worse 
coming back also i raised my seat i think that actually really helped the uh, like uh, uh, biking just got way easier after raising the seat yeah you got to have you got to like watch like a couple youtube videos on the correct height and stuff it's it's important to set it at the right height that's uh, i think that's one thing that goes really unnoticed that's something i didn't even realize and that really helped my hip flexor and back pain so for all you guys out there make sure you're riding at the right height buys bike club merch coming soon be ready just gear's cruiser shirt also coming soon just gear shirtless biking also coming soon that's come yeah real soon just gear allergic to givener also coming soon 4 out of 10 effort no no just gear i respect you and i love you thanks dk and i appreciate you see me me and dk were coming together you know hun kalle kalle tak hona nahi si ga tusi do jane agge si asi fir do jane piche that's true no 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 that that's just lies sangat ho jandi hai dk was ahead of you but you're loving it you're like oh dk are you sure you don't need to stop to take a, a break <laughs> 100% he's probably motivated he was you want to get home or give you a pinny too no i was more waiting him with like it's only two more kilometers <laughs> yeah he lied to me he he got mad at one point he's like i read the signs it's not two more kilometers <laughs> no he said he checked his phone while he's riding his bike that's very dangerous you shouldn't be doing that kind of thing yeah riding when phones and then at one point dk <laughs> just gear sped up because dk was on his phone apparently texting girls damn maybe i was maybe i wasn't i can't say so talking about physical fitness let's talk about the raptors anniversary that just came up and a mondi's anniversary that came up oh damn mondi's anniversary already yeah buddy ooh wait is that his uh, engagement anniversary or wedding anniversary well, the way he posted pictures on instagram you'd think he's celebrating his engagement anniversary i i i just don't get it i put the date of the engagement cuz i i am posting these pictures like really late i haven't got to it yet so i'm going to be posting them this week cuz you were so busy right for a whole oh year you could have just posted no, a picture yeah so i i really didn't get to posting these pictures i don't know why it's probably just because like i i just didn't think of it so now i'm starting to post all my old pictures starting with my engagement which was 2018 november so people are wishing me happy anniversary on that which is like the dates don't really line up and i put the date in the pictures so uh but thank you to everyone who did wish me a happy anniversary and uh who's going to wish me a happy anniversary on the coming post so thank you to all those people i really appreciate it and uh, i want to give a huge shout out to my wife uh, amanpreet for spending the year with me and making it through a year and uh amanpreet's been pretty damn great so she's really held uh, her end of the fort down Uh, if i was going to rate myself on my first year of marriage i'd probably i'm a pretty hard critic so i'm going to give myself a 6.7 i'm going to say that i have a lot of room to improvement but the good thing is that uh it's a long journey so if you start off as a 10 then you really have nowhere to go up and you have no room to improve and then people will become dissatisfied with you so start low keep your expectations low and as you grow and get better uh it will become better for you so improvement is the name of the game uh amarpreet unfortunately for herself set a very high bar so hopefully she can maintain it i'll let you guys know by next year but i have full confidence in her she is a great great partner so thank you amarpreet for all the stuff you've done this year uh so that's my anniversary the other big thing uh during this time is the raptors championship celebration so for those of you that don't know it was there was the day of my maya 
uh, that the Raptors won the championship. So we were, we did like a very short Maya celebration, which was like, I was really, that was probably the most stressed I've ever been in my life. Probably that. And then game seven against the, against Philly. I think Sukhnido was the most stressed person. He probably was, but that was... He, he, per- he's really uncomfortable at Maya. Like the whole procedure oh, the of part. taking oh, yeah. the vatna and the that, rubbing that yeah. on somebody. He's extremely uncomfortable with that whole process. I don't even think Sukhnido danced that day at all. I don't even think he did the vatna. Yeah. I did. I did all of it. I did. Watch the video. Manji, you have the video. Manji, you have the proof. I'm pretty sure he didn't. There's actually a really funny picture. I think we'll post of it. Of me? Oh, that of, one? Of Sukhnido where he has tight hip flexors. uh yeah i came from work that's why i was really sore so i worked a really long shift so yeah that's why i looked the way i did yeah so going back to that so it was the day of my mania and like i was just thinking about the raptors game that's all i was thinking about and like halfway through the mania we just started playing the game i think it started at nine o'clock so like roti was being served the naan were really really good uh probably the best naan i've ever had Legit. So nice. I, I still think about him. Yep. Though that that's my standard now. I forget the caterer's name. I think it was I, I relate every, every naan I eat, I compare to that naan. Was it Pajabi by nature? No, no. It was someone else. Uh yeah. But so we started watching. We had pretty bad connection. We started watching on like a makeshift projector screen. It was probably the worst way to watch the basketball game. But the Raptors pulled it out, they won, and then after the game. DK and Jaskirat and I, we went downtown and DK and Jaskirat were still in their korta pajama. It was like, it was something to see. It was kind of like, it was the whole city was celebrating like 2 million people. Like you can't even like imagine how many people were out on the street, how crazy it was. I got interviewed by CBS Sports that night about what the Raptors championship meant to me. Overall, like it was, it was something that I'll remember for the rest of my life. I personally never thought the Raptors would win a championship, just being a realist, because I know that you need a player in their prime, which takes about eight years for a NBA player. And I didn't know if we would be able to retain someone for that long. Plus, you need everyone else like peaking at the same time. So the circumstances happened where we did win. So I'm very happy about that. And it was it was a really really good time so my wedding and the raptors championship being in the same time is like something that i probably will never forget so it's really special yeah the the raptors championship that was like if not the best one of the best years in my life not just cuz the raptors you know a bunch of other stuff as well but like i said in the last podcast just being able to see the raptors win helped with a lot of pain and misery and you know in 2016 we did make it to the eastern conference finals and at that point i was like okay if we make it to the finals like That'd be amazing, but realistically, I gave us a like. I don't, I'm an optimist, but I was like, okay, realistically, maybe a 15 to 20 percent chance. And the fact that even we made it to Game Six, I was like, holy shit, we made it to the Game Six of the Eastern Conference Finals. And to, for a Raptors fan, that's a huge deal. Now, if you're a Lakers fan, you're a Celtics fan, that's nothing, right? You guys have 16, 17 rings, but for a Raptors fan, that's a huge deal. And then to come back. And win it. And for all you guys out there, oh, Kevin Durant was injured. Kevin, like, shut up, man. They, they had five All-Stars on that team. Even with Klay Thompson and KD injured, they still had three All-Stars. So I don't care what the, anyone has to say about that. The fact that Kevin Durant was even on the Warriors, like, those rings don't even count. But whatever, I'm going to stop going off about Kevin Durant because I can go all day. But for anyone that says that that Raptors ring has an asterisk to it, you make no sense. 
Yeah, the Buck series, I knew the Raptors were going to win after game two. Game two, they actually lost and they were down 2-0. But I was like, I knew they were going to win because they scored 39 points in the third quarter of that game. And I was like, if you can do that, you can beat this team. And they they figured it out. And like after that, I was like, this team is going to win this whole thing. And game three, uh, when pretty much if the Raptors lose, you go down 3 nothing. No team has ever came back from 3 nothing. Kyle Lowry gets fouled out. And Fred Van Vliet, who hasn't been playing good the whole playoffs, decides, well, not decides, he had the birth of his son, and then, then you know, he started going off. And I think he only hit one or two big shots, and he still missed a bunch. Those two big shots meant so much. And, man, like, that game three was was something, man. Yeah, he uh, definitely hit shots, like, at critical moments, which huge, is, like, always man. huge. And then after that, he was just a different animal. The other crazy thing is... Uh, I thought that the Raptors, because the Raptors won the championship on a Thursday, I thought that the Raptors championship parade was probably going to be on the Sunday, which is the the day, Sunday or Saturday, which was the day of my wedding and reception. And I was like, shit, no, uh, my wedding's pretty much like, what am I going to do? Is it, Am I going to go to my wedding, the parade? Is anyone else going to go come? to my wedding? Yeah. So it's like, that was a real scenario. Not, not am my I going to go to my wedding? <laughs> I would have went. I would have went to my wedding, but like no one else would have went. You actually but, have a choice. Like, but I went. They couldn't close down the streets in Toronto until Monday. So they couldn't like get those closed down because there was like a, a race going on at the same time, which already was booking up the streets. So that was really good. So I had the day off already on Monday because of uh, my wedding. So I was going on vacation right after. So literally, wedding on saturday reception on sunday raptors championship uh prayed on monday and then we go off to vacation that's like literally probably the two like you couldn't write a better two week stretch yeah that's actually pretty wish i could have gotten married the yeah. same year as the raptors one and I'd, I'd, I'd probably ride that high forever it's it's gonna ever. be hard for you guys to live, live up to that, that? Well, um, worry, I'm gonna streak my, my I'm gonna streak my llama naked, so it's gonna be crazy. Sure, you isn't are. that what normally normally do? <laughs> no, normally don't get married, so it's gonna be crazy. So yeah, like yeah, so going, so yeah, talking about the parade. So the day the day of the parade, me just here that where uh, we came down to the train to Toronto, and you know we're trying to find out where the parades are, where the parades are. So many people are bundled up, and you know we find out the parade route. Then we keep walking down it, right? Then. We get to a point where no one's really around the area, but we know the parade starting from the practice facility. So me and Jaskia actually had a pretty like amazing view of the parade starting. Like we got to see all the buses coming on. We were like one of the first people to see it, so that was amazing. And yeah, like, like I was lucky that I had a day off that day. Even if I didn't, I would have. I, I, I didn't care. I would have made a day off. Look. So talking about the day of the parade, I remember uh, I got my dad to drop us off at the airport, right? Yeah, uh, because one of the what is that SkyTrain thing that goes straight down to downtown? So the we UP? take that. Uh, yeah, something. I don't know. Something like that, right? Union Pearson, yeah. No, it's a Whatever UP. It's a UP. Union yeah, Pearson. Yeah, the Union. Yeah, that thing. The Union UP. Pearson. SkyTrain's in the... So the my, dad, my dad drops us off at uh, the... What is it called? That train thing. And I tell him to go pick up Ooh, Danny's cussing. You used to tell your dad what to do, eh? Like, hey, Basically. dad, you want to just go do that right now? So I told him, yo, go pick up Ganiji and stuff. And then me and Gujo and Sordi went to uh, downtown and uh, we told Ganiji to come down, right? But maybe it was best he didn't, right? That day was pretty crazy. And uh, I'm not sure if it was the best place for Gandhi. No, definitely not. Or, or, or kids as well. Yeah. Especially in strollers, man. It was crazy. The thing about like that was like, okay, so a year ago before like before marijuana got legalized 
no one was allowed to smoke it at all. And then the rule suddenly changed to you can smoke marijuana anywhere and everywhere. So it's like they don't even have the same like decency as like people who are smoking who like have to like do it in designated spots. People who are smoking weed are literally doing it everywhere. The whole city smells like smoke. Yeah. It's like it's hard to breathe. It's probably like harder to breathe than any any other time. Like I, I know like the next day I couldn't breathe. I can't even imagine what DK was dealing with. I know the night we went like DK was having a hard time breathing just from like that night, the night after the championship. So I was like... Yeah the whole air was filled with smoke and like it was just a crazy scene it was it was really hot not a very well planned out parade it was supposed to take two hours it took like nine hours i'm not surprised i'm not surprised though like toronto fans we've been hungry since 92 or 93 since the jays won so i'm not surprised at all that it took nine hours but he, he, here's another thing ਜੀ there were like people were cranky and stuff as well like after like yeah. being in the sun and the heat being in crowded areas like people got all cranky and stuff like i was just thinking about the nagarkeetan like utthe the loki dan thak deniya aaj pata nahi ki ho gaye the they should have got the nagarkeetan committee to uh, organize it right like no one no one had water like the whole day you couldn't drink water no one's cell phone was working because of how many people there were that was like the other thing you couldn't you couldn't even find anything to eat it was it was a mess but like if the nagarkeetan committee did it they would have done it proper and like the parade would have been done and scheduled all those and, all those uncles in the nagarkeetan jackets their vip nagarkeetan jackets yeah they would have organized it real good really shout out to them they actually you know pervi yeah. at least they get it done but also at the parade there's like 10 times the people at, there would be at nagarkeetan yeah. <laughs> right? but, but but still you know pani puni da je prabandh hunda na and but people are also all drunk and high on stuff even like every like 50 meters the bus like all three four of the bus they just start spraying champagne and you get all these people just running in to get a drop on their tongue yeah. like people are crazy man on all kinds of shit but still yeah still i didn't funny. do that no you didn't you and of course you didn't what you talking about i i think we were the only guys that recognized the the dude that was with jeremy lin the guy from K- 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 yeah Kim's yeah yeah he was part he put us on a story we're like where's appa where's appa he was like yeah kim's convenience kim's convenience is actually a really good show like for yeah, a canadian it show it's actually like really funny and really relatable especially for immigrants especially the dad he 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 got so pumped just seeing us on the side like looking at him and waving he's like oh oh my god people recognize me another good cbc show it's kind of like r rated is uh, working moms but it's like a really funny show and it's like two cbc shows which are like i think two of the funniest shows right now on netflix i started watching space force as well that that show is really good as well it's a good show it's a nice way they did it i have to finish this still but like i'm i'm, I'm kind of thinking like yeah, I, don't, i don't really want it to end so fast no apparently uh, with space force there's cuz the us has an actual space force right and it like got like created at the same time around the show so apparently there might be a problem with the copyright or something or the trademark with that show with uh, the actual US government so and like Netflix has really secured it down so that'd be pretty funny to see if anything happens there or not well the whole thing is like it's it's pretty much based off that space force right so like the whole thing is like they're trying to trying to mock Trump as well but then they also have like some success in the end as well but it's a good show So going off that space uh, launch X whatever that show is called uh do you guys think that in the office that Steve Carell 
is a better actor than Dwight Schrute? Like as a character, like as a character, who do you guys like more? I guess that's the real question I'm asking. I think uh, Steve Carell's character was much more complicated and much more intricate compared yeah. to Dwight Schrute. And and Steve Carell did a very good job portraying that as well. Oh, he definitely did. He did. Yeah, I'd agree. It's like uh, Dwight was just Dwight, but Steve Carell was like a man child, portrayed yeah. really, really, really well in a different kind of way. No, he did. He did an amazing job. I'm gonna go the other way. I think, uh, like, I think Steve Carell did a good, really good job. But I think also it's easier to do that man child role than the role of Dwight. Where I think uh, Dwight was a little, I think it's pretty like they're pretty much both great. But I think like without Dwight's character, the show is not as good. Def- definitely, I, I yeah, I agree with Amandi. Like I, I think Dwight, yeah, definitely. I, I always thought like not a lot of other people really had the same view. So it was nice to see Amandi say that. But yeah, like Dwight, like for me, that's my fa- favorite character. Like I like Jim, but Dwight just brings a certain character, certain attitude, just a certain type of like. I don't know, just him being Dwight. And that really made the show for me. But yeah, Steve Carell, still still amazing actor. Space Force is kind of like if Steve Carell was like like actually a good boss and like actually had like good like knowledge and stuff. So it's like pretty cool to see that. Like if he lost his uh, ch- child side. Yeah. But but still still had that little bit of, you know, like uh, youth in him. Like, like the boys do. And none of the racism, sexism, or any other other stuff in it. Yeah. All that other, yeah. Yeah, The Office probably would have got it canceled today if it got released like now. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think it would because it's like, it's a sad, like it's made into a joke. Yeah. I don't like know. All, all those like seminars and stuff. It's like yeah. so funny. I guess, yeah. But there might be some people that look at it another way, but but yeah. Well, there's too many people canceling everything nowadays. Like, if you mm-hmm. want to get something canceled, like who do you know, like anything can get canceled these days. Manji just worried he's gonna get canceled. What? Are, okay, like if I get canceled, <laughs> what, what's gonna like? What's gonna be the benefit of that? Like, I'm nothing, right? Like, you can't really. I know can't. You are one of the hosts of the Vice podcast, so you you're still something. Really, people who get who even listens to that? Yeah, like really. I I ask five thousand thousand listeners from episode five. They're all bought. Okay, I guess we're not putting this part in. Whatever. Okay, so should we move on then? Yes, we. I don't. I don't know. Maybe we will put this in. Maybe we'll see who actually is listening. Comment below if you're actually listening. Comment below that Jaskirat loves cruising too much. If you're comment below at this timestamp, and we will send you a free T-shirt if you're listening. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Be careful there. Probably not. <laughs> what if a couple? What if a couple hundred people comment that? Well, okay, if there's like a couple of you guys, for Maybe sure. If there's but... a couple hundred, then we will know how many followers we so have. So we need the bedline Darren Lap, yeah. No, no, no. You you gotta stick to your word, and I'm not committing to something that I can't. For the Ludhiana followers, it's time to comment and shadow. Jee, tosi free shirt chonne ya. Ho sakda. Pakani free shirts. We don't have pakani. Pro ho sakda. Ch- children's size shirts we don't it doesn't really matter whatever's cheapest see no that's cheating matter. that's the, cheating. the cotton quality no. in india is way better though it's like have you ever heard that's of that cheating. dave Chappelle joke where uh he's like okay he went to detroit and uh he basically like bombed his show he was coming back from comedy after 10 years off he bombed his show and like he was making no sense and then like the people at detroit were pissed and they're like we worked all week for this and then and then dave Chappelle was like in order to uh He's like, one thing's for sure, I'm not giving your money back. But then he like felt kind of bad. So he's like, uh, okay, I'm going to donate half of this money. So he took half of the money and he bought uh, 
gum and gave it to all the homeless people. So even what? after they were done chewing gum, they were still hungry. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, wow. Shit. That, that, that's like how we would give small t-shirts. Yeah, I guess. So I guess Amanjit's, that can compare. Uh, Manjit's role model is Dave Chappelle, a person that has been canceled. 100%. So he wants to be canceled as well. Dave Chappelle's never been canceled. Somewhat, he has. I you think can't, he has been called out for some, some people. Stuff. But he, he has been canceled, called out. But you can't cancel him, right? Like, Yeah, you can't. Anyone I, can I, get canceled. Like Dave Chappelle like says all of those like things. Like like you can't cancel him because he's a comedian. Comedians are harder to cancel because like are you gonna take a comedian seriously or are you really that kind of person? Every single comedian has a podcast. Like every good one. Jaswinder Palla doesn't have a podcast. Has any Punjabi comedian ever done stand up? Yeah. That's not really a Punjabi thing. Is like Gorpit Kogi, Pagwantman, all these guys, they'll check their old shows. They do sketch comedy. Pagwantman, <laughs> what do you think his political career is? I'm no. army leader. Yeah. I was surprised. I was mad surprised when he ran. I was like, holy shit, Pagwantman's running? Like, Not in India, as soon as you're a celebrity, sooner or later you're going to become well, a Look politician. at Sonny Deal. Yeah. Sonny Deal's out here well, being a politician. Now the same thing's happening in America. We have a reality TV show host. Okay, so moving on. So one thing that we were talking about uh, earlier this week, which we thought would be interesting to share is favorite and least favorite exercises. So not workouts, just specific exercises. So my favorite is none of them. And my least favorite is all of them. You have to pick nope. one. No, you have to pick one. Not why? Why do not, I have to pick I, one? Because I, I want to know what your answer is. I'm really curious. I don't have an answer. I hate all just of it. Pick one. Do you like bench press? He loves working out those fingers on his phone. The tuck, 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 the Snapchat press. D- DK DK is allergic to a lot of stuff, and one of those things is the gym. No, but DK actually, you gotta have one like hitting arms, triceps, calf raises, uh, something. Has to be my favorite. Something. My favorite Spikling? exercise is ex- exercising the mind. No, what about physically? What about cycling? Okay, but like, how are you gonna exercise the mind if you're huffing and puffing and like people like how are you gonna be able to think then yeah. when you have to like walk a certain distance or go a certain distance? Like, what if someone chased you out of your house? Like, you're thinking like nothing's gonna happen in this life and like everything's yeah. gonna be good. That's your well, assumption. Your assumption everything's bad is gonna happen. It, no, it can. He's saying it can. You always gotta prepare for the worst, hope for the best. It can at any any. Okay, time. but DK, don't you like biking? The world, like one of the things you should know from all your mental games is that the world can flip at any time, right? Okay, but, but, okay, but DK, for the sake of the question, but for the sake of the question, but don't you like biking? Don't you like cycling? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm messing with you. I like badminton. I like biking. I like uh, a few kind badminton, of stuff. Eh? I, don't, yeah, I, I don't think you like badminton. You know what they say about badminton? <laughs> 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 who's that bad? Who's that bad? 2000 bangers. <laughs> That's a good one. Badminton's fun. I don't care. No, honestly, you like what you like. Badminton is fun. Badminton it is, is fun. fun. Like, until you get worked in gym class, then it's not so fun. So can he has an issue with this. He sounds so sad. No, we had a lot of kids. At White Oaks, at our, at our high school, we had a lot of kids that were good at tennis and badminton. And man, you just got worked. Like, I worked some kids, but when it came to the real kids, it was over. Tignia's used to getting worked. No, only in badminton tennis. So that's only place of that's the only sport i've ever gotten worked in and I'll, I'll wholeheartedly admit that that i caught it nice but yeah what about you just get i'm curious to hear what, hear what you gotta say uh like are we talking sports or like workouts now well 
Uh, what I don't know. What about workouts? Like workouts. You could do both. What's your favorite workout? At least favorite workout. Work workout was one of my favorite ones. Is like the 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 push press. You know the one where you have the bar and then you push it above your head. That one's fun. That was I I I think that one's really fun. It, it feels really fun. And then even afterwards, yeah. it's like it's like nice. You get like a nice like full rounded reward workout. It's a full body it. workout. It's full yeah. body. It uses every muscle in your body. It feels like one of those Palawani type workouts as well. It's like yeah, you know, nice. It's mad nice. What's your least favorite? Least favorite is single leg squats. No, you you mean split squats? Split squats, yeah. Those, those are really good for you though. Those are like I hate I hate those. The I, burn, yeah. like I can't even get the form right on those. But no, I know the form is a bit tough. But those are, are like really, really, really good for you, especially if you like hit them like on the eccentric. Like remember when we do like that uh, hypertrophy stuff and we do go down like four seconds? I know it kills. You want to like just stop right there and then. But yeah. it does help grow your muscle a lot. I don't know. It just it just feels so awkward. It just feels, it just it's a, it's it just does not doesn't feel natural. It just well, for people with low back pain is really helpful because I know when I hurt my back when I was trying to ease my way back into squats and deadlifts. That's one thing that I really relied on. But yeah, I kind of no, no. I don't really like those either. Like that's, not, least, that's not just my like least favorite. Like I, like I, I I hate that workout. Yeah, I see the look on your face whenever we do them. You're like you like I don't know. You just want to run away. Yeah. Like I swear, if I didn't give you a ride, you would have ran away a couple of times. And and if we're doing the split squats, then yeah. How about you? Uh, I like, uh, just you kind of took my. I like, I like the push press as well. Um, also dumbbell bench. Copycat. Choose your but own. I like the dumbbell bench, like the flat dumbbell bench or the incline dumbbell bench. Uh, push press. But if I had to pick one, I don't know. I guess I'll just say dumbbell bench because just you took push press. But in terms of the push press, it's a really nice exercise because, like. You get to cheat a bit, but it's not really cheating. Like you get to kind of dip your knees a bit. You get to get your lower body into it, and you get that explosion. You work on that. Uh, it's more for like athletes, you know, working on the explosion, working on the power. But not to say that non-athletes can't use it, but very useful. So any of you young guys out there or girls playing sports, especially for the guys playing football, very useful exercise. Uh, I guess I could get into all the cleans and stuff. But yeah, and the dumbbell bench just feels amazing. Like I don't know what it is. I really love dumbbell bench press. Like I love bench pressing, but the dumbbell bench is just. It's just, I don't know, just a different Najara, you know? Like, I can't really explain it, but it's just a different Najara. For, for me, it's probably uh, pull-ups. Like, I, I didn't always like pull-ups, but now I, I really enjoy doing pull-ups, especially weighted pull-ups. So, like, putting, like, uh, so now I, like, worked up to, like, 55 pounds. So, I'm, like, doing pull-ups with that. So, that's, like, that, that's what I enjoy a lot. Uh, pull-ups and then deadlifts has always been my favorite. Unfortunately, like a few years back, I did hurt my back, so I I don't think I'll ever reach my deadlift potential. But I I like I thought when I was like going at it, I thought that like there was probably a chance I could deadlift mm-hmm. seven hundred pounds. I don't think that's ever gonna happen now. But deadlifts, if it, if I didn't have any back like injuries, now I don't have any back injuries, thankfully. But uh, I don't want to test it out either. So the trap bar is pretty nice though like even you could like it's still like obviously you don't want like even for me with my back injury like whenever i try to hit numbers like i'll try to go with the trap bar deadlift but you do what you can i did i did do a pretty big deadlift but i i kind of work for volume now i don't really try to i like like squats more than deadlifts yeah you your squat forms are actually you're pretty mobile like yeah, that's true. Just get it. Like, even on the first day he squatted, it was like a pretty good kinda, squat. Yeah, he gets real low. And that, like, like, the only time he doesn't get low is when he do the hypertrophy, like four or five seconds of rep. That, that he's like, that he's trying to come up quick. But otherwise, his squat form is amazing. 
because because that's slow motion. Like you, you just like banda akyanda latang kambal lagpendiya. That shit burns hard, yeah. man. You know, like uh, babies, they're so like mobile and stuff. Like I just like watch like uh, little kids and like like how they squat and everything, and their like form is like perfect Especially on everything. Squats. But but then but then I, like if you look at people from like India, like even our parents and stuff. They squatted like that throughout their life as well, so they still have that mobility. Like yeah. people like us, we squatted then, but then for the rest of our life, we didn't squat. So then we lost all that mobility, even like in our ankles and everything. Some people say it uh, started off with the toilet, right? So like the toilet is like the biggest thing. Like everyone would squat down and they would have to go, so you would need that mobility. Now we sit on our toilets, so it's like completely different. And it, apparently, it's easier to. Like you and I, yeah, go to the washroom like that as well. Even home, me, like yeah, special chunkyan bekdiya to help you easily release. Also, we like sit all day as well, right? So like we sit in chairs, and that like messes up our hip flexors and keeps us very tight. I, I remember in elementary school, I used to see a lot of my classmates. They used to have hard time like chunkri mar ke thalle bana. It was like a really difficult task, and I, I'd be looking at them and be like, "Why is this so weird for you guys?" It's like so tough for you, but it kind of makes sense. Like this is why you got bullied, Jaskita. You're different. Yeah, like look at that guy with all that flexibility. Ew! Like look at him sitting perfectly. Like what's wrong with him? I probably thought it's a joke. I probably thought he's weird. It's like look at the weirdo. Like you know, like when you're the only person that does it right, but no one else can do it, then you feel like the weirdo. <laughs> late night with the yeah, boys. Late, late night the chat. Recorded. It's We're gonna go all the way to bed. Chat with the boys. Maybe we should do a live We're podcast. Gonna carry on, like, you to midnight. Manji, uh, what you call it? Brain hardware is like malfunctioning right now. Yeah, but Manji's like Manji. Manji's Manji doesn't drink chow. Manji's crazy. Yeah, but I'm I'm bringing it. I'm bringing points at points. Manji does rip those five hour energies. Maybe maybe chow. Manji rips a ten hour energy. I had a Keith lesson before this, and then my dad was a little sleepy too. And then he's like, "I sleep by chow." Then he drank chow, and then automatically woke up. It's a little rip. Eh? That means your dad's in the shady. Let me tell you something about you chow drinkers. You guys are all colonized. Not as colonized as you speaking English. That's right why you drink the chata. <laughs> oh, the chata. Naam tari chata. Shidi, shidi. But regardless of what your favorite exercise is, make sure you guys hit legs. Because not really though. It's a, it's a lot of work. I think they should start using blenders. But we're gonna cut this part. <laughs> Go for it. That's part of the workout. Like, you know, like the like the you know the climb to climb it to the hill. It is true. It's, it's, it's a really like good, that. amazing form of yeah. workout. And it makes it. It makes it like okay. If, if this is like the big thing about like the sick punt, we're probably gonna cut this. But this is really good content. But this is like the big thing about the sick punt. They work so hard to make all that dig. If I worked that hard, I would. Yeah, that's so where the concept of Van de Kershago comes in. And Manji's a capitalist. Uh, See, look at that. Look at so that. Manji's capitalist showing up. Like, that yeah, that's so good. Like, I, that I need all that mutter paneer. I want to give the Sangat any mutter paneer because that's so bomb. But yeah, guys, regardless of what your favorite workout is, no matter how much you might hate doing legs and core, make sure you do it. Especially core, man. Core is like what really ties it all together. Core is what really helps you in a lot of these core other strength. lifts. Core is what really prevents all those injuries. Like me, when I hurt my back, Uh, preventing it like uh, not preventing attempting a deadlift uh, in first year if I had a strong core that would have never happened and me being a little bit of a meathead that I was in high school I never really thought I needed a core because I was like oh whoever works on the core pretty much wants a six-pack and I don't really need a six-pack playing football but that's not true 
Alrighty, guys. So we're going to take a break now. After the break, we're going to move into a few more topics of some stuff that recently happened. So stay tuned. This break is presented to you by Sing Strength Club. So we have our representatives, Imanjit Singh and Sukhneet Singh from the Sing Strength Club to talk about the Ragi workout. So Imanjit or Sukhneet, please join in and uh, talk about this as a new workout you guys have introduced. Are you guys trying to get jacked and still be ruggies? Are you a ruggie Singh with a little bit of hip and back, back problems? Do you have a Ted that's outgrowing you? Are your arms not big enough to vajada dilrubha? Is your Ted getting in the way of your vajja? Then tune in to Singh Strength for a personalized ruggie workout and be the jackedest ruggie out there. Yes, the jackedest. So what we found from our years of research is having a big dead really makes you stretch your back and lean over in order to play the vajja, which is leading to back problems, hip problems, as well as long-term problems with your wrists. You wouldn't have thought of that, but wrist problems. Definitely. As Singh Strength, do we not only provide the best workouts ever, but we strengthen those ligaments and tendons. Yes, I bet you guys forgot about those bad boys, but those are important too. One of the most neglected things in the rugby world is the fingers, and the fingers are the what you would call the instrument players. Some might even call so, it the engine that makes the car go. So we really focus on those and we really focus on making sure that you can perform at your peak and for hours on end because everyone knows practice makes perfect. Just ask our client, Jaskira Singh, also known as the Michael Jordan of Kirtan. So if you want to be a ripped ruggy, come on over to Singh Strength and we'll get you set. Jacked ruggies, vardpakis. Singh Strength. Barbell Jatha. Alrighty, guys, welcome back from the break. So I was checking the news and I heard something uh, pretty surprising. A Netflix is canceling subscriptions for any of their subscribers that haven't been active or seen anything for about a year. They said they're going to email them, ask them if they want to get canceled, want to get their uh, subscription canceled. And if they don't respond, uh, they're going to cancel them for them. So it was, uh, I was kind of surprised that this, uh, this is the first time a company is actively going out of their way to cancel something like usually if you want to get something canceled you call in and you're on the phone for probably like half an hour an hour i think you can do this online these days <laughs> yeah but there's not sometimes companies just make it tougher you know they, they don't want you to cancel so it is really surprising i think you're, you must be talking about your gym membership that you never used <laughs> no no yeah, <laughs> no, he, no he used it he used it i, I, he, I we, yeah. we went together he, he he used it already and we got a really good deal with that too we went in between months it was like yeah. well, it was the last day of the month so we got the deal for the previous month and the next month like is actually, is she saw actually... us and she's like but no it's, it's it's it is surprising though companies usually don't do stuff like that if they're getting free money they're like yo it's a capitalist society it really doesn't make sense to me though like i don't know why someone would like i i, I don't know like i'm not like, <laughs> Uh, that that seems like the most logical explanation right now. But also, isn't it good PR? Like, oh, they're such a good company that we're doing this. That's and what like, I think. I feel like the the amount of people that uh, that that fall into this category, like people that didn't watch it for over a year, like a year is a pretty long time. 
So that's, that's probably a very small percentage of all of their subscriptions. So even getting rid of that, like that small percentage is very like uh, minimal compared to all the like uh, like the corporate response, uh, corporate response, social responsibility and all that stuff. So their listeners or, or their subscribers or new subscribers will kind of think that, uh, oh, Netflix cares about that. So it kind of boosts morale instead or something like that. The other way you got to think is, right, you got to think that for most companies and everyone else out there, it's probably a pretty tough time. But for Netflix, it's actually the opposite. Their market cap is at an all-time high, right? And usually when companies do something like this and something where they're trying to buy goodwill, it happens when they're at an all-time high. So even though everyone else is having a tough time, Netflix is actually at an all-time high. So this is really their time to give back to their customers and this is really when companies start to do this stuff so it it does make sense in terms of that so like are they trying to get like a moral high ground on amazon like are they trying to use this to their competitive advantage or something like amazon prime video whatever it's called i don't know if you can do that i don't know if you have been seeing jeff bezos on his instagram account he's been posting like uh, all these like stories of like uh, racist people writing to him and him saying that I don't want you as a customer anymore. There's actually like a few examples that he gives one, like there's one guy who was like, I can't believe you. Cause they put black lives matter on uh, uh, Amazon like right at the cover. If you go on Amazon prime, it's like one of the first things you see. So like their, their customers are like, Oh, you're losing a customer for life. Like these white people were like white supremacists were writing into him. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know what those white supremacists were thinking because the people that were probably packaging and shipping their stuff were probably all immigrants and people of color. But uh, yeah, so he he wrote a few things about that, and he was like uh, basically like saying like if you're a white supremacist or if you're someone who's racist, I I I don't want you as a customer. I I don't know what it is, but I think a lot of this is a lot of these companies because like they haven't took these stances before. I think that what happened with George Floyd was pretty serious and like it was a serious occurrence, but a lot of other serious stuff has happened in the past and companies are really starting to take a big stance this time because I think that they're realizing that for their bottom line, it's better off doing that. In the past, companies really haven't cared as much, right? So like they haven't cared as much or they haven't said as much. There's There's been so much time to do it. Like they could have said this stuff at any point, but now it seems convenient because the the movement is really starting to move. And it's for me, it's one of the first times where the movement has really flipped, right? So it's the first time where a lot more people are on the Black Lives Matter and we need to make some kind of change movement rather than the this is not our problem or something else is up and this person was probably a criminal. And I think that one of the big things is that you couldn't demean George Floyd's character. So you couldn't like say that this guy was a bad guy. And that's one of the big reasons why this movement has continued to improve because usually the cops would just be like, oh, this guy was on drugs. This guy was on something else. So that's one of the big things I think is moving forward. So I don't know if these companies are doing it on purpose or if they're just thinking that this is just the best for their bottom line right now. So I think over time in the coming months and the coming years, we're going to find out if these guys actually mean anything or if it's going to be business as usual. Yeah. One organization or, or like sports that I was pretty surprised to see that took a stand on the black lives matter as well was uh, NASCAR. It's uh, it was surprising seeing them of all uh, organizations taking a stand. I think they only have 
one African-American driver right now. And he made a statement a few days ago. And a little while after that, NASCAR came out and uh, they banned the Confederate flag from all their events. And years ago, even after the Charlottesville shooting, they didn't really do much. They kind of just gave a suggestion to audiences, I think. But now they're coming, they're, they're like putting their foot down that we don't want this here. It's actually pretty crazy because NASCAR is the last sport I would think that would do anything. And I think they've actually taken the biggest steps out of all the sports. So they they banned uh, the Confederate flag. One of the drivers, I think his name is Bubba, Bubba Watson Wallace. or something. Bubba Wallace. So Bubba Wallace, he he actually got his car, uh, like he got his car, it says Black Lives Matter on it. And NASCAR, for those of you that don't know, is the support, is like the sport of white supremacists, probably other than football. And they're probably like equal, but like white supremacists, rednecks, they love NASCAR. And this was like really surprising because they're really directly going after their fan base. So yeah. It's it's really great to see that. And like I, I've always wanted to go to a NASCAR thing. Like I have this one thing where I kind of just want to go to different sporting events that like have different things and just like big sporting events. So NASCAR was one of the things that was on my list. So now I'm looking forward to uh, going to one of these like Daytona 500 or something like that. It'll well, be pretty cool to check out. I'll vlog it. I'll take the buys with me. Well, this this was surprising because... At the end of the day, this probably will hurt their bottom line. I think a lot of their fans are angered by this. Even one of the NASCAR drivers said that he's not going to be, I forget the guy's name, but he said he's not going to be racing with NASCAR anymore because the the Confederate flag means so much more to him. So I don't really know what else it could mean to you other than, you know, having the racist and racist past with, you know, slavery. But like, if you look at the NFL, when it came down to their bottom line, they weren't playing around, right? So when you had, you know, with all the protests happening, I think it started couple years ago with Kaepernick and the NFL didn't want to make a stand on that. Trump didn't want to say anything about that because if they were to support the protest that Kaepernick and other players were doing, it was seen as anti-American, even though that wasn't what the purpose was, right? As a lot of people now understand, we saw with the Drew Brees comments about the anthem, then he kind of said that, you know what, I'm sorry, I understood what I said and how that came off as ignorant. But the, we never saw the NFL take any stand. And now they released that video because Patrick Mahomes, the MVP, one of the best, if not the best player in the, in the NFL, took a stand on that. So that really put, uh, I guess, you know, kicked the NFL into high gear. But the fact that NASCAR did something more concrete than the NFL has and judging, you know, the two different fan bases and how it's just a completely different ballpark, ballpark is really embarrassing for the NFL. Just going back to the the NASCAR thing, how you were saying uh, NASCAR took a stance and that's going to hurt their bottom line. I think there is a potential. I think these companies, they do do calculations and they they calculate what's more beneficial for them, making a statement or not making a statement. I think NASCAR, it was looking at it being like, oh, this has been our fan base forever. Uh, We need to get new fans. We need to get new blood into NASCAR. And yeah, I actually definitely. went and started like following a couple of people in NASCAR. Like I, I went and followed the guy who got his uh, car wrapped and I'm going to stay on top of it. And if they sell like model cars with, with that car, I'll probably buy one. And then whenever we have a studio or something, I'll put, I'll put that in our studio because I think it's a pretty big moment. And like, what if a lot of African-Americans start watching NASCAR now? So they, they are opening themselves up to a new market as well. I, I do agree with you. The the NFL it was it's such a tricky situation because like 
They didn't want to say anything until Patrick Mahomes got involved, and Patrick Mahomes is the biggest star in the NFL right now. So, and he's a he's a mixed race person. So, like a lot of the NFL overall, it's like the players really do a terrible job of sticking together, and that's why they always get like in the union, they always get beat out by the owners, and it's it's something that they've struggled with for a long time. So it's good. Even the to last see agreement. That, yeah, it's good to see that they they're finally coming together and. Uh, like the top guys, like the top, top guys are also supporting the movement. Even like guys like Tom Brady are like fully on board with this. So it's good to see that. And it's good to see that uh, the NFL is is moving forward. And I think that we talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it last week, but the Drew Brees con- uh, controversy that happened. I think yeah. it's, a, it's important that that happened because there was a lot of people that were probably thinking like Drew Brees. There's a lot of people that had that same mindset. And even me to a certain extent, I don't necessarily know if I still agree with kneeling. Uh, I I agree with everyone having the right to do and protest in the way that they want to do. I do agree with that. But what I'm saying in terms of, I don't necessarily agree with that is I don't know if that's the best way is what I'm saying. So I don't know if that's the best way to do it. I don't know if that's the best way to get your point across, but you have the freedom to do that. And on the other end, I do believe that Drew Brees should have the freedom to state his opinion. He has gone back on that, and rightfully so. I'll take him for his word saying that he didn't necessarily know. But I think that it does raise a good point that a lot of people probably had that same mindset, had that same thing, and this created a discussion. Because if we didn't have this room for discussion and this room to evolve, what would happen is that a lot of people would still be left with that same thought and it wouldn't get addressed. So a lot of times having that discussion, sometimes having someone mess up helps out a lot of other people. So having someone mess up is a lesson for a lot of people and there is good that comes out of that. So I think that was good. I I disagree with the kneeling part because I agree that kneeling during the anthem was the right thing because if they didn't do it the way they did it, it would not have gotten the same amount of attention. And now, obviously, you have people like Drew Brees, you have people that kind of look at the anthem thing like, oh, you're disrespecting the anthem when it's not about the anthem to begin with, right? It's 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 a, like you said, it's an issue much bigger than that, right? So like I know you're not disagreeing with like the purpose of it, right? But like I think that this using the anthem as a protest really gave the players a lot of power. And in terms of Drew Brees, like pretty much taking back his comments and two of his teammates, like so Malcolm Jenkins really just called out Drew Brees flat out in a video, which I was shocked by. Like, I didn't expect that, but I'm happy it happened. And even I think Michael Thomas really uh, said some stuff about Drew Brees. And those are two big name guys. And those are two guys that the New Orleans Saints are going to have to rely on. And and the fact that Drew Brees kind of backtracked and hopefully he do, he did understand. He just didn't say he did. He understood. And that definitely helps. Like you said, it's going to get ordinary people to try to understand exactly what's going on. And this isn't an anthem issue. It's an oppression of black people issue. What I meant by like the point that I made earlier was that there's other stuff we can do. Like, yeah, if you want to, if you want to protest and you want to kneel, that's great. But like, why aren't like Russell Westbrook's making a, making a story about black wall street. I don't know if you guys know about black wall street and how all the black people were um, murdered. I think it was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And this was really like the hub of black, like uh, 
wealth and black power at that time. And I think over 400 people were murdered. And this is something that no one's ever talked about. Russell Westbrook is going to make a documentary on it. My kind of approach has always been, let's put this kind of stuff out in education. Let's try to like get this in schools. Let's focus on that. There is different ways to protest. I, I personally think that, uh, like whenever I'm doing something, I don't want to hurt anyone else's feelings while I'm doing something when I'm, especially when I'm trying to make a positive change. And that's kind of where I was coming from. I know that certain people would definitely feel that they were disrespected. And I think that uh, Ernie Johnson from TNT, he made a really good point on this because he's like, every time he, he said that the flag means different things for everyone, but he said that every time I think of the flag, I think of the flag that my mother got when my father died overseas uh, fighting in a war. So every time a soldier is killed after the funeral, they, their mother is given a flag and he remembers his father from that. And he remembers that his father sacrificed. So for certain people, I can totally understand how that is disrespectful. And I think we have to think of that too. Like we can't just be like, this is like, this is not disrespectful to another section of people. I think everyone should have the right to do whatever they want. And I think that you should be also held responsible for your actions. So you can do whatever you want, but you're also held responsible for your actions. And my personal belief is you should try to hurt as less people as possible and try to hurt as less people's feelings as possible. So I get both sides of it. And I personally would have a different approach to it, but I do yeah. understand it. And I do think that everyone has a right to do what they want. And this might not be a popular opinion in like today's day and age when everyone has suddenly changed their views on this. And that's another interesting thing we can talk about is like, there's a, such a huge 180 that just happened in a couple moments. And it was a really huge event, but all these people that are speaking out now, a, a lot of them, where were they when this topic was brought up in the first place? And that's really what I have a problem with is like, I get co what Colin Kaepernick was doing. I get that what he was standing for and people shouldn't just stand up for these things after a certain event. You, we should be fighting and we should be focusing on these things beforehand. And there, there is good uh, that comes out of it. And there is good that comes from tragedy. So we should take the good from that, but we should focus on other things like other people and other places that we're oppressing people. How do we work on that before something like this has to happen that we take it seriously? I think it is unfortunate that before when these movements started rising, they kind of turned up again, like they cooled down quickly and they didn't gain the traction they did. But now that they finally are getting the traction, people that previously might weren't so vocal or like even companies and stuff that weren't coming out with statements or taking a stand. They previously weren't, but the thing is now they are. So the fact that they are taking action, action is finally occurring. That is still a positive thing and that should still be encouraged more. Like shouldn't die down or we shouldn't uh, ponder on the fact that like, like support that. Well, even like to Drew Brees' comment that, you know, like my, you know, grandpa, fought for this country or or even with ernie johnson like i understand obviously you know people fought they fight you know if you had a family member that died in a certain war he was a soldier that is definitely you know that, that's tough but then you also got to look at african americans that are in the military that do go to war and when they come home that's the country they fought for just as much as the guy next to them and then when they come home they're not treated with the same respect right so those guys they definitely have the right 
And a lot of like war vets have came out and said that, yes, we do agree with this because, but then, yeah, you know, then you also go back to what you said, Amandi, like pretty much like the flag means different things for different people. And yeah, that's there. But I feel like obviously people can't get too lost and kind of label as an anthem protest more than what it is. And then everyone's, everyone's always going to have their own views about stuff and kind of not hurting people's feelings when, when you need radical change is pretty hard, but ideally that's the way it is, but it's a messed up world we live in. One of the other things that Ernie Johnson said was we can't use the flag as a blindfold. So a lot of people dismiss the argument just based on the flag. They're like, Oh, we're not going to listen to your argument because you're disrespecting the flag. And that's what happened initially. Now the thing has changed again. I'm going to say that I don't think you need to disrespect something to prove a point. Uh, I was against the looting and all of that before as well. I think there is other ways to do it, but if that's the way that gets the most attention for, and that's what the way and the strategy that they thought of, then that's okay as well. They're allowed to do that and they're allowed to have that feeling. So this is the thing that we need to understand with society. People are able to disagree with you. People should have different opinions than you. Not everyone's going to agree with everyone. And that's not the point of living and life wouldn't be fun if everyone had the same opinions. So it's important that we have these discussions that we talk about these things and we have disagreements and we work through those disagreements, having everyone on the same page and like having the same opinion on everything is never going to happen. The one thing is for sure that racism is not acceptable racism in any level minorities getting treated or black people in particular getting treated a certain way because of the color of their skin is not acceptable at all. We're just debating an approach right now. So approach is the the only thing we're debating. We're not debating racism and if that's okay. So that's approach is what we're debating here. And we we can have disagreement on that. And that's yeah, yeah, totally definitely. fine. Like that's that's just how life is. And going off one of your, the points you raised about a lot of companies, a lot of people getting more involved in the Black Lives Matter movement now than they have in the past. I think a prime example is Bollywood actors. Right. You see a lot of Bollywood actors that came out in support of the Black Lives Matter movie, which is good, obviously. But then these same Bollywood actors have advertised and promoted skin whitening cream. Like, you know, like where, where do these guys come from? Like, how, how, you can't make this kind of stuff up. You can't make this up. And even the Indian community in general, it's like it's all about fair skin. If you look at any 100%. of the, all the ads in India, it's like fair skin. Even like when someone's getting married, right? Like the first few questions, like what job do they do? How much money do they make? Uh, how tall are they? Like basically all that, like they even look at caste. So like all these Indian people are now against Black Lives Matter, but they still support the caste system. So yeah. it's like, what are you, what are you guys doing here? Right? And then it's like, you know, like, I think like we got to address a lot of these issues in our own community when it does come to like dark, not dark skin. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much dark skinned people being shamed and light skinned people being held to a pedestal, right? Like we have to address that within our own community big time. If you're like a dark skinned girl, like some of those dark skinned girls can have some like trouble, especially back in the day. I don't know too much about now, but like, yeah, like it, it was tough for them. Right. I think Priyanka Chopra caught a lot of it for doing advertisements for Fair and Lovely. She's been catching it for a lot of things, man. It's like it's like ever since Chronicle dropped, she's just been catching it. Like front, right, left, and center. Like every year, two, three things happen where she catches it. 
But the thing is, the bigger the star you become, the more you're going to catch it. It's just like, it's just the part of the game. It's not just her catching it. Like, she goes out, like, and wants to catch it. It's like she, even her thing about the KPS Gil post, who told her to do anything of that? And then she's like, no, no, I think I'm actually going to do it. Even in her trying to, like, pump up the war between India and Pakistan, like, who, who, who told her to write any of that? Who, who told her to say any of that? What was the KPS guilt thing? He like made a little post, I think on I don't know, on his birthday or death anniversary or whatever, saying, Oh, KPS Guild helped fight fight terrorism in Punjab in the eighties. He did such a great service. And a bunch of other Bollywood actors said the Does same. Does she have shit. any relation to Punjabi or anything? I have no idea, man. She she probably has a like her uh, ancestor, like her probably like mom or like dad or like da 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 di na somewhere. They probably come from Punjab. like a lot of Bollywood actors. They trace themselves back to Punjab, like because people from Punjab went to Bombay, Mumbai, and then became actors. I'm officially never gonna watch anything with her. In yeah, it. I stopped watching Chronicle after that shit. I was like, yeah, I don't. I'm done with this shit. Chronicle really fell though, anyways, too. <laughs> Well, she was a really bad actor in that, right? Like Quantico, it just turned into like a Hindi Nartic. Like Quantico was a good, like the storyline I watched the first season was like pretty decent, but like she was just such a terrible actor. Like get after a, it was just like uh, Ryan, Ryan, stop, Ryan, stop, Ryan, stop. Was it Ryan? I think it was Ryan. I think it's Ryan. What are you doing, Ryan? Like you might as well get a good actor to do that. But, but I think the point of that whole show was too to get like more like the Bollywood type audiences as well. Yeah, that's it. It's a number. It did really right? pump her up. I think she was already big, and that really, I guess, I was like big intro to Hollywood. But whatever, man. She's been doing stupid shit. But there are a bunch of other Bollywood actors. That's the only one name I don't really watch Bollywood movies, but she's the only one whose name I know because of KPS Gill stuff. And there are some really good Bollywood uh, movies, even even shows and stuff. Now I think they're they're starting to produce more like better shows and stuff too. Yeah, and Fair and Lovely is such a big thing in India, man. Like, it's crazy. Even, like, even I remember as a kid going down there, you just see that. And, like, everyone, even, like, just seeing people, like, use the show. All the advertisements is crazy. Even, like, button, button on your wedding, it's kind of like, what's going on with that? That's to make you whiter. Binu Tillon had that movie, Kala Shah Kala, where he did that, uh, where he darkened his skin. And did a, yeah, basically, like, a black face. And the whole movie is around, around that whole topic that he can't get married because his uh, skin tone's too dark. I guess they're trying to, I guess, raise awareness about, I don't know, like dark skinned people not being accepted while doing blackface. So it's like, but I don't know if they really know what blackface is, but that doesn't make it acceptable. But So another big company, uh, CrossFit, they had a big scandal this week with Greg Glassman. He made uh, some uh, racist remarks, you can say, uh, towards, I wouldn't say it was towards black people, but it was implied racism. So there was a lot of backlash from that. A lot of their top athletes uh, like said that we're not going to participate in the games unless something is changed. And it was really big for the community. A lot of CrossFit gyms uh, started to stop paying their membership. So they pay about $3,000 a year. A lot of them said that we're no longer affiliated with CrossFit. So a lot of stuff happened like that as well. So a lot of people are getting backlash, getting canceled. A lot of stuff like that is happening. It's similar to the Me Too movement, but I think this is at an even larger level. This is a global movement, which is, it's going to change a few things. It's going to change and clean up a lot of stuff in the corporate world. And it's going to become more of a standard. So I think that is important, regardless of if it's right or wrong, or if they're doing it for the right or wrong reasons. This is going to bring in a lot of standard and best practices of being not racist. So it's going to weed out that racism. And I don't think racism is going to get fixed today. 
you know, I think it's going to take a few generations. It's, it really comes down to how people are raised and the time it takes and the experiences they have. So even if like, well, if you're raised by someone who's racist, if your parents are racist, that's pretty much how you're going to think that's going to be your thought process up until the point you come across someone that changes your opinion or you have an experience that changes your opinion. And you're like, yeah, these people aren't that bad now that I'm learning for myself. So up until that point where everyone can experience that everyone can learn, everyone can, their parents can learn, their parents aren't racist. That's really the only way we can eradicate racism in the long run. But these practices where it's considered not a good practice and it's considered something that's wrong is a really big step. And it's something that we need to continue doing. There's interesting stuff that's going to happen with the police force. And we'll see where that leads us, what the future of that is. So that'll be interesting. All right, guys, that's the end of the Buddies podcast. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoy this podcast and I hope you enjoy it. I hope you like and share all of our podcasts. We did this really late at night and uh, I'm not really a night person. So yeah, I'm not really productive at night. At nighttime is when the werewolves come out. So it's only during a full moon. It's past full moon now. Chanda chadeya, chanda chadeya, chanda chadeya, mitte andera chanda chadeya. DK, you're gonna have to do the ending. You're just gonna have to do it at the end. So, guys, this was. Uh this week's episode of the bites podcast it's a little candid it's pretty raw and it's out there i hope you guys enjoy it have a great week have a safe week moisturize and uh, moisturize key especially with all the sanitizing and hand washing these days you guys probably gonna drop something like it the city shaming episode